Uh, we already started, in fact. Oh, Welcome uh -oh. to a not-so-short synopsis. No, people can't know oh, I'm oh. nervous. No, you're nervous. <laughs> We're all nervous. It's very uncomfortable in here. Welcome to a not-so-short synopsis with Jasmine. Hi. And our friend and sister, Rosie. Hi. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. We just watched Kiki's Delivery Service. Which, uh, I know that's something that's been really big in YouTube people's lives. All I know about it is all of the bloomer shots we get from the movie. We counted. There's 40. What do you mean by you people? You people? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you two on the other yeah, side of the table. You know, you Mayhews. No, you Mayhews. No, not that. Um, but yeah, no, it is a, uh, it is a movie that uh, we definitely wore out the VHS of. This is actually the... Like, the movie I was very much excited to watch. Uh, to the point I don't know how much I'm gonna be able to say. I was I was literally just enraptured with like reliving childhood memories. Oh my god! So I thought it was really nice because I haven't seen this movie, um, probably since our last family vacation to New Hampshire. Literally when, when... that same. Literally same. <laughs> um, We'd have the uh, DVD player in the car. Oh my god! So yeah, I was really little, so it was cool to watch it over again. Um, because obviously this is like, it's kind of a movie I haven't thought about in years. So the plot, everything has already been out of my mind. So yeah. it's very nice. Oh, so good. Um, I, before we watched the uh, the film, I did have everybody watch the uh, American uh, version of the... Um, the trailer? The trailer uh, that used to play up on the uh, VHSs to promote the movie. Yeah. Um, for us personally, it was on our uh, VHS copy of the Sailor Moon movie. Uh, every every time I forced our family to watch that on car rides, uh, we would watch. Wait, the... you had a VHS player in your car? We had five kids in the car. Yeah, My we had a could, no, uh, no, Chrysler get... Voyager. Wait, I, I think it was they... a Voyager. I have zero clue about what that van was. I know its name was Yoda. Yeah, so we had um like one of I think it was like relatively one of the first years that they started doing like VHS players in. Um, my dad's in super into minivans and stuff. So you pretty much had like where your center console would be. You flip it up and you just put. That's where the VHS is going. Yeah. And then the little screen on you know drops down. It was probably like a five to six inch screen. Like it it really was very was tiny. tiny. It was like this big. But once you once you locked in on it, <laughs> once you you commit in, you're a kid and you're like, oh, we're gonna drive for five hours. Let's watch. TV. Pop a movie in, mom. Oh, I feel so bad. <laughs> For at least mom, because um, dad does the same thing. But, like, when we watch a movie, and you've seen this, John, I think. Um, when we watch a movie, we're not, like, silently enjoying it. We are copying every single thing we hear. We are repeating lines over and over and over again. <laughs> so Anything what? we find funny or humorous, they'd be like, oh, potato. And you'd be like, F five kids and echo, oh, oh, oh potato. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's pretty incredible. So what was made for uh, giving parents a moment of peace was actually... A moment of torture. Like five hours of... Um, just obnoxious screaming and laughing. <laughs> to be fair, my dad does find it endearing because he does these same exact things. So it would be us and then him going, Oh, potato. <laughs> <laughs> Am I doing He's it? He's just encouraging it and your mom's just sitting there like. <laughs> mom's just like, I have an auditory overload right now. <laughs> right. So with the trailer, did you want to talk about that a little bit? Um. No, uh, I want to talk about that. Jazzy was insistent. Yeah, Jazzy watched that trailer. Yeah, like she it stopped like us a... in our tracks to get us to go switch from the movie, which we had set up at the moment to <laughs> yeah. go out to the trailer. I don't know if you before can... even watching the trailer, Jasmine's singing the song <laughs> that is playing throughout the whole trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to talk about that. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't regret that decision. Oh no, no honestly, no. and I and I liked it because. It, that in itself, I feel like, was a little bit more nostalgic than watching the whole movie. Because, yeah. like, that was a good, like, that was, like, an appetizer to the movie. Because that's, like, kind of triggering all those memories oh from when God. we were younger. Yeah. His voice is iconic. The, 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 the narrator man for, for that. He was the narrator to every movie advertisement. <laughs> this summer, Kiki's going to find her way. And he was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes, she oh, is. <laughs> oh, my God. And I don't know if. We are even allowed to, um, 
but if we could find a bit of that of that fly song um i'm willing to get us copyright struck i don't think they're gonna copyright strike us hear that hear that we're not afraid of you mouse um because now well i no wait actually studio ghibli uh is on hbo max i don't know how much mouse the 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 hierarchy mouse is a a part of that i i don't know i'm you know i'm gonna go give it a thought i might go add it in if we could edit it at the very end as an outro music that would be wonderful (laughs) for i implore you whoever whoever is listening to go and find uh the the song that goes to kiki's delivery service if you I can't are remember listening what it's to called. this? The outro is the Kiki's Delivery Service theme song yeah, from a... the trailer, if I can get it. If not, well, maybe a little bit. It may be called So I'm Gonna Fly. I have no idea. And I know for a fact that's a line in it. Yeah. It is so good. So, Rosie, besides Kiki's Delivery Service, what do you do you know anything about like Ghibli movies? Do you have any more experiences? Uh, um so i would say no i probably uh am not you know the most knowledgeable person on ghibli or like i probably don't know any facts about it but i have watched a good amount of the movies um obviously growing up with jazzy we all just had this like passion for them all that's (laughs) That's um, hilarious because Dahlia also brought that up. And in uh, in the Dahlia episode, I did call you as being somewhat of a weeb. Oh, yeah. No. Um, you know, that's only something I would, you know, probably admit off mic. But yeah, yeah. I already, <laughs> no, I already outed you. And you've already shown you don't listen because Dahlia like, was like, this is for Rosie. Fuck you. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't. I listened to your first one, Lily. And then I just always forgot to go back. So no, it's I fine. Am, I really, we really don't give a shit. We do make a lot of jokes about it, but it's it's with the, the fact that I don't listen. No, yes, specifically. is that specifically, the joke? My sister you, doesn't listen to my podcast. Why do, you, why do you think we even started this shit? This oh, is, that's I really want you to notice. Here. This is a call out that you have no way to. Yeah, escape this from. is the real reason I was brought here but, tonight. Oh, okay, actually, anyway, we, do, we do actually have to get to the podcast. This has been fun. This has been a fun <laughs> intro. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um. No, so how does the movie actually start? I know that we come into it. Kiki is being a witch or something. I, I all I remember is we start off. It's her mom and her mom's doing something. She's a resident witch. Um. Uh, Kiki- oh wait, no. A bee flies into Kiki's face while she's sitting on the side of a on the side of like a plane. Very peaceful. And it goes right there. Very peaceful. Um, it's not peaceful. The bee stings her. She starts freaking out. That did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I do want to talk about the the intro scene to the movie where it's just her sitting on the plane, like the, the Listen, field, let's say. Listening to the weather forecast. Um, yeah, listening to a radio. I really like, and I like this about, you know, all the Studio Ghibli films is... I don't exactly know how to, like, maybe phrase it. But, like, everything, the way it's all drawn and animated and everything, like, it's kind of, like, the green's all one color, that's cool, but then you got, like, the flowers, her dress, her everything. Like, the colors they use just kind of pop and stand out with each other, and I think it's really nice. Oh, colors yeah. are, uh, in Studio Julia films are actually very, very important. Um, there is, uh, I can't remember the woman's name, who is in, who used to be, I can't remember, I know she's not there anymore. Who is used to, who used to be in charge of the um, the color department, um, and deciding like what the characters' uh, color scheme was, what the movie's color scheme was, how um, the color affects like how you view each character. Um, actually, I know uh, random fact that doesn't mean anything. Specifically in this movie, they used four hundred and sixty-two colors. Wow. Nice. That's uh, a lot I'm of glad colors. I brought different, the colors up. Yeah, d- different um, vari- variants of. A lot of green, honestly. A lot of green variants. Um. Yeah, I think. But I, I like the colors, too. You really do get to feel all that green. It feels like you like, like you really do feel the nature of mm-hmm. like everything around in the atmosphere. Again, it's a very distinct like Ghibli atmosphere that you have with it. No, but so she's, she's doing that. And then she gets, she gets on her broom and she starts flying. Her cat's on the broom with her. You and the cat's a, like, uh, I skipped a little bit. Did I skip a little bit? Um, what does she do before? Okay, so after she, after the bee flies into her face, um, she goes to her mom and she's just like, 
I gotta leave. And her mom's just like, you're leaving next month. And then she's just like, no, but next month might be cloudy. This month is very, very clear. I have to leave on the perfect full moon because they use a lot of witchy <laughs> tropes. Um, they have a black cat. Uh, she flies a broomstick. Um, she uh, wears a black dress. She her mom mentions is a very big tradition for you know, witches. Full moon is like an effect to like how like how she has to start her journey. It's like it's it's cute. Um I also want to mention um that Kiki mentions to her mom that it is tradition that all their witches leave for their uh year of sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> to learn their skills and everything Wait, at the age of thirteen. No, no, I, I just made up I, no, it's not sabbatical. Uh it's almost like they it, she's just it, she's training up in the real world to like be a resident witch somewhere. Kiki's mom is actually when you meet her, you can tell that she's almost like a vision of what Kiki's life is going to be in the future. Oh, really? I mean, uh, the old woman's just like who's just like I remember when you flew into our town, and like, and Kiki's mom's just like yeah, but I was a lot more trained up than Kiki is, or like um. Even the dad kind of looks like Tombo in a weird way. Yeah, with the glasses and the klutziness. Yeah. No, he just looks like every single, like, Ghibli dad. Yeah. <laughs> that too, yeah. to be fair. Like, from but, the... Or does Tombo look like every Ghibli dad? <laughs> that was our cat. That was, being that was our resident Gigi. Our resident Gigi. Oh, hi. Aww. She's a part of the podcast. Too. She's a part of the podcast. She watched a good deal of the film, to be fair. Awesome. She has an input. Cali, she does do watch TV. you want to say? <gasps> huh? Right. Oh, well, she said to fuck with your notes, Rosie. Yeah, no, she said no more notes. Let me get more laugh from it. She's off script. She's off script. <laughs> Can't get her back. All right. Um, um segueing into cats, Gigi's uh Kiki's cat, which I find is um odd name for a boy cat. That's just me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I see. got a lot of traditional hangups. Yeah, mm. that's just me. I just throw that out yeah. there. Um so yeah, Kiki's thirteen. She just listened to the forecast, heard it was a clear night, you know, mm-hmm. full moon. She has to start her, you know, year of training soon. So she cancels a camping trip with her dad, tells her mom, I'm out of here. They call their whole family to get ready to see her off. Um, and she goes off. She uh, goes off with a bang and then another bang and then another bang. I rated that, actually. I rated <laughs> first broom ride three out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> she, um... She is implied that she actually is not that good yet, because um, even the one of the townsfolk is just like, I'm going to miss the sound of those bells. Oh, yeah, no, I <laughs> like that. And she's like, yeah, no, I'm so used to it. Like, how many times has she crashed into those trees? That must have been like the same takeoff every single time. <laughs> <laughs> she and gets quite par- good after a while. It really makes you think that their parents being worried about her leaving, they might have some points there. Yeah. Well, yeah. think about it in the real world. Would anyone be comfortable with their 13-year-old going off for a year by themselves? I mean, Ash Ketchum was 10. Ash Ketchum was <laughs> Different 10. story. But Ash Ketchum wasn't driving a car. True. He was on foot. You're right. Yeah. Um, and he had animals to protect him. Yeah, he had animals. He had animal friends. And Kiki has Gigi. And Gigi G- has Gigi's a Gigi's not going to protect no, her. No, Gigi proved time Dude. and time again that he is a scaredy cat. Yeah, Gigi, <laughs> like, he'll... He'll like come in, he'll hit a pitch situations as we'll see later on. He has cutting but, like, remarks. <laughs> he oh yeah, no, he, he but they're all directed at Kiki. They're not directed at anything besides the main character. Oh, you're right. He's like the opposite of emo- emotional support animal. <laughs> He's just like, I am the anxiety. <laughs> And then the um, intro kicks in. Yeah, but also Gigi, uh, you're right, like he he does seem anxious, but he is kind of used as like a way of like voicing for the audience like any concerns and he's also kind of like works as like kiki's like um like chimney cricket yeah like her her mentor in a way like oh like you probably should do it like this what do you have to say today (laughs) (laughs) um like or like oh like this isn't safe i think that we should like maybe turn back or like maybe do this another day like he's um he's her voice of reason uh but he's also like an audience stand-in in a way. Yeah. Um, on her uh, first flight, uh, after she studied herself a little bit, she does meet another uh, witch who, uh, while being snooty, 
is also a, a, quite a bit more advanced than Kiki is. Oh, yeah. No, and her cat is more advanced. Her cat is a statue. That was a Pokemon. Dude, that cat <laughs> was a Pokemon. And you know, what type of Pokemon do you think it would be? It's like definitely like a psychic one, I'd say. Well, I mean, just to be generic. It's a skinny. It's a skinny? Skitty. <laughs> no, that's generic. <laughs> um, yeah, no, she... Um, I think when you meet her, you kind of realize how um, green Kiki really is to all this. Like, her mother did mention earlier in the movie, like, oh, well, I was, like, a lot more farther on with my studies than Kiki was when I first left. And this girl, she's the same age as Kiki, it looks like, and she's just like, well, I already know what my specialty is. Well, I'm a fortune teller. She wasn't... She's about a year older than Kiki, because she you're said right. to Kiki, I'm almost done with my year of training. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, I mean, that kind of does, you know, make sense why she's already found her specialty, and she does seem a little bit, like, more calm, cool, and collected on the broom. Yep. But she was snooty. Very snooty. Yeah. I mean, she definitely was like... You're probably not going to make it. Have fun. Essentially. Bitch. I like that <laughs> then after they like pass, like they stop crossing paths, Kiki is like, all right, well, it's getting late. I'm going to fall asleep. I don't really care where. There's a train over here. We got Kiki's hobo service. Only, <laughs> only Studio Ghibli could make hay look that comfy. Oh, yeah. No, it looks super comfy. I want to sleep in that. Dude, and then Kiki gets devoured by cows and the movie ends. That's the um, best. That's the <laughs> so I had two th- two comments on, on her. She A, pretty much like crashed into that train, um, got inside, slept in the hay. I wrote that she is a heavy sleeper because that train started moving and going and she did not wake up until a cow licked her damn foot. <laughs> and then the next thing I, I, I took a note of is cow's foot fetish in the movie. Because they, I feel, uh, really went to town uh, depicting the cow licking her foot. Uh, That's just me. Very strange. Stood out in my mind, so it went down in my notes. I um, <laughs> I enjoy the cows because mostly I do enjoy anytime they do do a regular animal in a Studio Jilly film. It's always <laughs> so cutely designed. I like um, we just watched My Neighbor Totoro and. Uh, we noticed how cute the goat is, Sorry. and we noticed how cute the frog is, and it's just like, I just love when they just draw a regular-ass animal in this fantastical world. It's just, it looks so good. It lo- it does. It's like, it, it looks, it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it looks real in a cartoon way. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, the, the, it's like what you would imagine, like, a cow you or can, a crow looking like. You can feel that cow licking you. It is so As visceral. much as I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> sure could. <laughs> I, don't know, After- I, I love going to the farm that's, like, kind of close to here because, like, I, well, before the today times when you can't now can't do that um but you i used to pet them and it's so cute and they like the especially the babies like they just yeah. like lick you yeah. and you're just like oh he's so big cow baby dude i love those cows those after cows. the cows wake kiki up she uh gets uh she wakes up and she says that's a city and i assume that i don't know if she Hot knew thing. that the train was to take if she knew that train was taking her that way because yeah. it, it's very convenient that the train's heading exactly where she needs to be. I think it is, like, um, great that it's like that. Because she already doesn't have, like, a destination. Yeah. It is just a wonderful happenstance. Kiki is all about, like, what feels right. And she already had an idea. She yeah. wanted specifically to find a, a city near the ocean. Because she lived in yeah. a, like, little town village near some water. Um, so, yeah, and she wanted to go by the ocean. And have the pretty views and so she sees this place and she's like that's it that's the place i need to be yeah. um I, I i don't know if it ties into her being a witch but you know, kiki does do a lot of like intuition throughout the film even like in the beginning when she's like she's like i need to leave tonight <clears throat> like this is the right night yeah um she sees this town she's like i need to live there this is the right town for me mm-hmm. uh even though it is a rocky start um <laughs> <laughs> yeah by rocky start she causes a giant car pile up with like going in the middle of the street with her broom at like a massive speed. Yeah, she uh, really didn't understand city life growing up where she no. was. She just like bombarded that that road. She just went right for it. Oh my goodness. I love the scene where she like finally stops and she gets onto the sidewalk 
and she introduces herself to a group of strangers, people who don't know each other. Oh. Uh, and she's like, I would be honored to live here. And they're just like, all right, I- I'm not in charge of that. <laughs> you could. Live here. You could if you want. Yeah, sure. No, one's, no, no, one's no actually, I like that they all square. ran away. They're like, all right, we listened to your piece. You didn't sell us anything. We're going now. <laughs> oh, what do you got, Rosie? What? Uh, I uh, said, making people uncomfortable. And then we meet the ever eager Tombo. Oh, Tombo. With his super impressive bike riding skills. Very, very good at bike Dude, riding. Tombo <laughs> is a trickster. It's a bike and boy. man. He's the boy. He's the man. And he comes in. So Kiki, after causing a massive car pileup, disrupting traffic, and most likely ruining a bunch of people's days, is, of course, uh, accosted by the police <clears throat> because she did do that. And the police is like, hey, you're going to get a fine. And she's like, I don't want a fine. Uh, so, but then our guy, Tombo, he's off in the background and he screams, thief, thief. He's getting away. He's getting away. And the policeman's like, you wait here, Kiki, Sly, moves off to the side a little bit. And she's like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to just fucking get out of here. Uh, Tombo, then of course. Catches uh, up. Yeah, as Sly as ever, catches up. And he says, hey, that was me. I got you out of that shit. <laughs> and the Kiki's like, I don't care. You're being rude to me because you weren't introduced by an old person. <laughs> but yeah, Tombo saw Kiki fly into town and he was like, that's it. That's the girl for me. <laughs> and he, he was done. He I'm was, all he was... about air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, baby, I'm all about flying. You know how to fly. I know how to fly. You like my bird. By the way, can you teach me how to ride a broom? <laughs> uh, um, usually, I am very much about um, back off. Uh, but when I think of Kiki and Tombo, those are those are my emotional support heteros. I love them. Um, <laughs> I, I, I will excuse some of Tombo's actions just for nostalgia's sake. But normally, I'm I'm usually just like, get the fuck away. Like she said, no. She said, back off. Get away. <laughs> so uh, just to keep uh, all of us old farts current, as the kids say, Tombo is a simp. <laughs> simp? Oh yeah, he is. <laughs> oh, I didn't a even simp. think about that. Um, so Tombo is busy like simping over Kiki. All his go. friends are making are like conveniently placed in the yeah. alley. They are, and they're all like, hey, Tombo, get a life. She said nobody. She said nobody. You should go move on. It's kind of creepy. Speak me out. All right. So anyway, Kiki ditches Tombo after their first encounter um, to go find somewhere to sleep for the night because she's new to town and she, she can't as sleep a wise thirteen-year-old, knew she needed a roof over her head. <laughs> um, so she was uh, getting rejected, sitting in a park, getting down on her, um, getting down on herself. All of a sudden, sees a little cop car pull up with some lights. So she and, and uh, Gigi hightail it out of there where uh, she found herself standing on a high platform looking over at the water when this heavily pregnant woman comes yelling, <laughs> running out of her store, you which this. was called... Uh... Asano? Ansuno? No, she is Asano, the Asana. whole wicked pregnant lady. Yeah. I wrote it down somewhere. It'll come up halfway through. The mm-hmm. name of the bakery. Oh, yeah. Good cooking pan bakery. I know in the Japanese, I can't remember what their name is, but I know it's a pun. <laughs> I, uh, like many like, like uh, Japanese things, it is based on puns. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so out comes this heavily pregnant woman yelling about a pacifier someone left behind, which starts... Kiki's delivery service because this woman was going to put her customers on hold so she could walk down the road and deliver this back to the woman when Kiki uh, then offered to do it instead. So she hopped up on her broom, flew down to the lady with the pacifier, called it a day. Yeah, the baby's like, oh man, I was ready to start crying. He was already crying. <laughs> I was oh, going to yeah. kill somebody for this. Uh, I, I, I don't know how uh, she's just been walking ignoring the baby cry when she very well knows her baby is very codependent on this binky <laughs> um like 
the binky needs the baby. The baby needs the binky. He's been screaming since he left the store. How do you not know the one thing he cares about in this world? I bet she was. I I bet that woman was betting on that heavily pregnant woman, to be fair, Asano, she, to come. I, I'm, I'm just thinking she's a mother. She's got things on her mind. <laughs> <laughs> she's a mother. She's um, mainly. Why is this baby crying? He's doing it again. He's doing it again. Why does this baby <gasps> keep crying? How do I get to stop? Um. Asano is enraptured with the novelty of this little witch coming into town. Uh, like the clock uh, keeper had said earlier, they haven't had a witch for quite some while. Um, in this universe, witches do exist. So no one's ever surprised that Kiki rides a broom. They're just like more like, oh, I haven't seen this yet. Uh, we haven't had a witch. But they're not like, witches exist? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, you're, but no, they're um, wizardary. But yeah, no, she is. She's like, oh, this is a great shtick. I love this. We should use this. Um, yeah. Well, I just sound like that immediately. Um, she. Well, yeah, no, I feel like that was pretty immediate. She, um, Kiki came back after delivering the the thingy, and what was it? Asanu offered her or food or or something to come in yeah she's just like oh well thank you for doing that for me like would you like to like come uh come in we, this is my bakery this is my home you uh, want my you want to be a part of my home this is my fucking <laughs> ripped husband <laughs> <laughs> brock lee's great grandfather is asanu's husband baker to god this baker is daddy if there is <laughs> this baker is daddy if there is a is if there is a a, a daddy uh, in this world, if if there is only one, it is him. Um, he is... I agree to disagree. Uh, I, I Broccoli dis- was never my favorite character. I'm not in it for the eyebrows. Oh, he, the eyebrows take it away for him. That's it. A um, man's got to have more personality than his eyebrows. There you go. Oh, I just don't think he needs that. But um, but you guys <laughs> are right. Um, but he does give me off. Uh, if you ever watched uh, Full Metal Alchemist, he reminds me of Izumi's uh, husband. Yeah. Yeah, uh, very much so. Because he's a silent, he's a silent man who he's does He's a silent baking. buff bear. Oh, silent buff um, bear. And we love so that. So after that, he, uh, well, not he, Asomo <laughs> is just like, hey, Asomo, Asomo. He's, she's just like, hey, you delivered that. You're homeless. Want to live in my home? And <laughs> You're Kiki, homeless. <laughs> yeah, and Kiki's just like. That's a great deal. Uh, what do I do for it? She's like, you just keep being you. I like you. You're fun. Yeah. I like your face. <laughs> yeah, like your she face. got a really lucky break running into this woman. This woman is um, a natural nurturer. She is already ready for this baby. <laughs> she has been ready for this baby. She is so kind and so nurturing and so understanding. Yeah. She's, she's just a giver. <laughs> um, so uh, Asomo shows Kiki her upstairs apartment. Which is filthy. Yeah, gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wicked no. bad. She's just like, I think it's a little dusty. And then she walks in and she's like, oh, it's like the, a lot she, dustier than I remember. <laughs> and Gigi's just like, wow, it's fucking dirty in here. Is this fucking what you're going to settle for, Kiki? No, Ki- no, Gigi is even better than that. He's just like, if you find a white cat in the morning, that's me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that that's like his voice. Oh, Jas- yeah, no, Jasmine, you did it like that, almost That was perfectly. really good. Yeah, that was good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um... Also about that scene of them walking in when they showed Gigi right when he was saying if you find a white cat in the morning it's me showing him walking next to her footprints in the dust showing his little kitty paw prints in the dust <laughs> love that detail yeah oh so cute <laughs> um so anyway uh they also start showing like right off the bat that Gigi will have a future love interest uh being a white cat that lives um like right right around yeah, the corner. Yeah, no, there's from just them. a snooty white cat right around the corner on top of a windowsill. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, look at me. Don't look at me. Look, look at me. me. <laughs> I feel like that's a lot of the romance in this. <laughs> look at me. Just, Don't look at look me. Look at me. Hot, cold, hot, cold. Yeah. Oh, but, um, I don't know. If, I don't think. I don't know if anybody else ever has ever felt this. Uh, but Kiki's delivery service. The whole movie kind of makes me feel like um, Animal Crossing. Which is a, is a game that I'm getting right back into. But, like, not, like, this, the newest one, but, like, more, like, the um, original ones. Like, the way 
Kiki is this newcomer into this uh, town, this the city. It just kind of reminds, if you've played Animal Crossing, it reminds me of like, uh, the, the, the theme of Animal Crossing was uh, created when uh, the, the man who, who, who created, I can't remember his name, um, he, he was thinking when he moved away from home for the first time, how isolated he felt because he was no longer with his family. Uh, he was no longer with friends. He was no longer in an environment he recognized. And he just, like, felt like he was always kind of, like, either at his home or at work. But then, uh, like, in Animal Crossing, he's shown, like, as you slowly become a part of your environment, these um, these nameless people around the town, they suddenly, you start to know their names. Now, after you know your na- their names, you start to talk to them a little bit. You get friendly. And what was once this nameless, faceless stranger on the streets is now somebody you know very well. And you, before you know it, you've you're not lonely anymore before you know it you're no longer isolated and before you know it you're you've made a home uh and kiki kind of feels like even though she's 13 she has that that very common uh feeling from from when you first start leaving your family and leaving your home of how it feels when you when you just feel so isolated in yourself like the scene where she kind of leaves her apartment for the first night and she sees like the baker like stretching in the alleyway like she hides like she doesn't want to talk to anybody she's like this is I, that, that's not my normal morning routine and she runs back into her apartment she she doesn't say hi but, like after a while like by the end of the movie she's given him big hugs and and they've talked and they've lived with each other it's it's just a nice little um I don't know. It just reminds me of the feeling of playing the first few Animal Crossings, where like, yeah. I I think I've said it a million times in in a fi- like five different ways. Uh, <laughs> but I just really enjoyed that feeling of of watching this movie, especially as an adult viewing it with these eyes. It really kind of clicks. Um. All right. So moving on, Kiki spends the first night in the dirty apartment. Um. The next morning's talking to Asomo about, um, well, Asomo says the lady with the pacifier called, thanked them, um, said something about, oh, you got a special new delivery girl, and Asomo's like, I thought we can start Kiki's delivery service. I, she did it. She said the name. I wrote it down. Asomo oh, yeah. said it. She said the title. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, well, I think uh, the woman did give kiki a little note after she first encountered her oh is that what it was yeah um and also asana she uh she doesn't say exactly kiki's delivery service i remember hearing her say kiki's flying delivery service and i'm just like i remember like that's a little mouthful um that's all right that's That's not what the movie's called um Whatever, guys. Ruined my moment. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) This is close enough for me. I don't know why I'm like this. But yeah, but um, she is very helpful uh, with Kiki's now budding business. Yeah, no, she gets Kiki her first customer, which is uh, some. Is she is she the fashion designer? Is that what her job is? Yeah, yes. I'm gonna say yeah. She's, she's the cat's fashion. owner, actually. She, oh oh yeah. yeah, she's the Gigi's cat's owner. Girlfriend's owner. Yeah, no, that's how Gigi gets the hookup. Uh, he so she's like, hey, I need. I heard you do deliveries. Here's some money. Here is the present. Can you do this? Kiki says, yes, I can do this. And then she goes and she tries to do it. And then she is flying towards the house. And this is where we encounter some, some of the best geese. My favorite. So good. These geese. The geese were really well done. These are the few, one of the few times where uh, geese seem um, pleasant, almost. Almost pleasant. Uh, they they're very helpful geese. They're very helpful geese, yes. They... Uh, don't have teeth and they talk about the way the wind works also Gigi the cat can communicate with the geese he understands what they're saying so when Kiki was flying and she was next to the geese and they all start essentially screaming and she's like oh that's funny uh Gigi turned around and said there's a gust of wind coming they're (laughs) warning you and next thing you know, the geese violently get oh, yeah. tossed through the air. Kiki gets violently thrown into some trees. Um, they lose the package. Uh, yeah. And she gets attacked by some crows who were, who Gigi again translates saying, they're calling you an egg stealer because she landed right next to some crow's nest. 
And yeah. she told all her friends. Yeah, she no, told all the crows. There was a huge. They came like a hundred crows are now a murder. Yeah, a murder of a crows. A murder of crows are ready to murder <laughs> Kiki. <laughs> they were coming for her. They start eating at her mom's broom. Uh, just sending this little girl in a tizzy. <laughs> her and Gigi hightail it out as fast as they can. Um, on their way to try and stay on route, get this delivery done. When Gigi notices. They lost the package. It, they, well, they got the cage, but the toy fell out, which we never mentioned. That was the first delivery. A toy a, inside of a cage. Yeah, that looks exactly like Gigi. Coincidentally. Coincidentally, <laughs> or not coincidentally. So Kiki says, hey, uh, I know this is a big one, but can you like pretend to be a toy doll that doesn't move for hours? And then Gigi's like, absolutely not. Um, but then the next scene, Gigi is in the cage. I assume Kiki overpowered Gigi. <laughs> <laughs> Like, listen, you're just because he's begging her to stop with cheese toy. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, we just need five more time, you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, you'll be good. And he's just like, Please stop. <laughs> uh, they finally do deliver the package. Um, she is uh, greeted by the, the, the little boy that the, the toy is, in, is intended for. Um, it's the uh, fashion. Um, woman's it's a fashion woman the the cat's owner um it's her nephew and he's just like oh this is kind of dumb and then he shakes the cage he's like this is awesome <laughs> <laughs> and uh then the mother comes over she's like oh you're uh you're kind of actually a little late we weren't uh we weren't thinking you're you're gonna be this late we were expecting you like a while ago yeah you um, said that you're a witch come on uh, yeah well actually it's pretty much because Gigi had to like you know um hightail it out of that that murder of crows and she crashed and she she lost some time um and so she gets it written up and then she goes back to where the uh the flock of crows are but she goes underneath the trees to try to see if it fell out of the tree the 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 little toy that that's uh missing um and that's when she stumbles across the log cabin of ursula Uh, is that what her name actually is yeah. yeah they don't mention that until like halfway through the movie when ursula visits the city which we'll get to that anyway uh i wrote her down as lady living in the woods she's an artist <laughs> <laughs> you got um, her thank yeah, you you, really you fucking her. read her for filth um, she is yeah no she like kiki finds the cabin in the woods she sees the uh Gigi doll uh and she says wow can i have that back please and the woman's like uh, I'm busy, I'm over, busy here. over here paint drawing these crows. Oh yeah, they all told me they hate you. <laughs> uh, they say that you're an egg stealer. You're a bad. You're you 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 should leave. And she's like, no, but can I have the doll? And she's like, okay, sure. And she's like, oh, why didn't you tell me you were in a rush? Uh, yeah, no, why, why are you in a rush? I would have given this to you a while ago. Yeah, they hang out for like they hang out for a while while Gigi gets eaten by a dog, who turns out to be the goodest boy. His yeah, name the- is Jeff. <laughs> every jeff is a pretty good boy yeah um, i yeah so jeff the dog so the, the the boy that Gigi was given to is a shit but the dog is a cool guy and the dog's like all right i'm just gonna hang out with you make sure nobody like throws you around too much yeah and so kiki gets the doll they uh back to the place uh the dog somehow knows the exact moment to bring the cat outside by carrying it with its mouth, Gigi's very is Great. a method actor. He is able to really fall into place with who he is supposed to be. An inanimate object. Yeah, an inanimate <laughs> object. When that boy is throwing Gigi, and he is just as still as a statue, and you see him boom, boink, 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 and like <laughs> it is so funny because then like immediately after like the boy's kind of like out of like you know eye shot. Gigi doesn't really move, but he—you see his eyes start moving around the room, and it's—it's kind of—it's kind of really cute. Um, but yeah, no, Gigi is—he's—he's he's only as still as he is because it is a life or death situation for him. It seems until he understands that Jeff is actually a really nice guy. Yeah, no, that that cat sweating without sweat glands. Oh my god! So uh, they get G—they uh, get Gigi back. It's a successful delivery. And then they move on. She goes home and takes a nice rest. And what happens next? When she got home? Yeah. We're home. Um, so they wake up the next day. Tombo comes and visits her at uh, 
Good Bread Bakery and invites her to a party for people who like flying. So him and his friends are essentially in like an aviators club and they're having... I think it's actually... I think he's asked exactly what he said. What? For people who like flying? No, I think he said my aviator club or something. Oh, he might have mentioned that, but he also said this is quote unquote a party for people who like to fly. (laughs) (laughs) I got you a formal invitation So, and he thought naturally a witch who knows how to fly a broom would love to come to this party. My friends are going to love you. (laughs) I love you. I mean, my friends will love you. Um... And at the same time, uh, she gets a call about a delivery at X o'clock and some old man comes in with a very heavy package and was like, can you deliver this for me? And she's like, of course, I can do all of this before my party at six. She's just trying to do everything all at once. She's trying to please everybody. Um, She's not really thinking of herself or her time very well because she's young and she she just wants to be perfect at everything, uh, it seems. She wants to... Have her cake and eat it, too. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, she seems genuinely uh, good-hearted. Like, she likes to help people. Um, And she's very eager to learn and, like, kind of fall into this niche that she's found with this new family that is um, letting her, you know, stay with them while she kind of figures it out. So I think she's having a good time. She's very eager to get more, you know, business. Just and then also herself. to meet people, like you're saying, like get she, more involved in her community and, and stuff. Kiki has something to prove. She she wants to show that she's like ready for this, um, this huge life decision she has made. But you're right. She she is a naturally helpful young woman. She um, like at the beginning of the movie when she helps get the pacifier, she wasn't like saying like, oh, can we trade for like some room and board? Like she was just like, I see you need help, and I see where that woman just turned. And I'm faster than you right now because I have this broom. Like, can I help and you? I don't have a baby inside. I don't have a baby inside me. <laughs> I see you're very clear. You're to very... go back to that, God bless that woman. She was going to trek down a flight of stairs, down these cobblestone roads, all like what look if I would have had to have guessed to be like maybe a quarter to, uh, of a mile away from her. Uh, she was like, I'm going to yell and you can't hear me. I'm going to walk to you. <laughs> Who's to say she was going to catch up to her? Yeah, Who's no, she say? she probably wouldn't. She'd probably have to go all the way to the house. Right? Yeah, yeah. like she knew where she was. She's very talkative today. She's very talkative today. Yeah. She wants her attention. She liked that movie. She liked that movie. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, yeah no, she, she, what happens next? Kiki meets uh, a pleasant old couple. Not an old couple. It's a it's an well, old woman I mean, and her couple. Yeah, not like I in the romantic them. set. Yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, no, Ow. they just seemed like friends. Excuse me, uh, but like I actually wrote them down as two suspicious old ladies at first. <laughs> <laughs> just because um, uh, Barsa, the the old woman that answers the door, she, who was the younger of the two old women, uh, huh. was very surprised and pleasantly surprised to see Kiki being a real live witch. Oh, yeah. Um, which made me seem like, uh, to get a little uneasy when she was so, ooh, just like they said like something along those lines oh, yeah, no, no, just she, like, who said i think like it does show how long it has been since they had a witch because um barsa is a very old woman she's uh she's far along in her life and she said she literally says she's like just like my great grandmother said that they would be a broomstick and a black cat barsa's like 70 and she said her great grandmother. That's true. Like she's a, she's a, she's from the town. Like they have not had a witch for a while. Yeah. So uh, Barsa's like busy playing with the broom while the uh, main woman is like. Down. She's a weeb for for witches. Yeah, she's a weeb for witches. Uh, the main woman's like, hey, uh, I'm sorry, this package wasn't ready. Can uh, I'll pay you? And Kiki's just like, no, let's bake this cake. Uh, or pot pie. This fish pie. Yeah. Herring and pumpkin pie. Sounds herring delicious. Sounds delightful. So <laughs> she takes the extra time. She makes the herring and pumpkin pie. Uh, and they send her on her way. She delivers it in the rain. She's soaked. She shows up at the party. And like the woman's granddaughter is just like, this is gross and wet. And I don't like it. Yeah, she was very ungrateful for her grandmother's mm-hmm. home cooking. Which... Seemed to be extremely discouraging to Kiki afterwards. It really took the life out of her. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she did. She helped she that gave, old woman out of the goodness of her heart, like, all around the house. She gave up the, the party for this. Yeah. She missed her party. It was pouring. 
So she treks home, her and her She's cat. defeated. Yeah, absolutely defeated. They get home. As they're f- coming in for landing, they see Tombo was waiting outside of the bakery to pick her up for, a, they say a really long time. I would like to estimate about 45 minutes to an hour. But he was standing out in the rain waiting for her. So um, being out in the rain got Kiki really sick. She got wicked bad cold. Osama was nice enough to take care of her. Tell her that Tombo didn't give up on their friendship just because she blew him. She stood him up. Yes, But he still was persistent enough to call and ask about her and see if she's doing okay. Oh, yeah. And then he learns that, like, oh, like, she didn't, like, meanfully do it. She was busy at work. Yeah. And she got caught in the rain. Um, And he's very, he tries, he tries so hard to be a part of her life. The whole movie. Yeah. Um, he... He's, but does he, he order the package together? He does not he, order the package. No. Osama just sent him a package because she wanted Kiki uh, to talk to him again after uh, essentially uh, standing him up. Yeah. So, so she says, "Can you deliver this package for Kapuri, who we later find out is, is also Tombo?" I think this is like family name or something. Um, he, for a brief moment, it seems. Um, Kiki is now a little bit more lively than she had been for, like, the last couple of days. Um, Kiki was sick, and not only that, but she's, like, she just didn't feel like talking, really, to anybody. She wasn't getting a lot of business. It was hard. Uh, but then she goes to see Tombo, and she gets to know him a little bit more. She actually has, like, a, an actual conversation with the, with the guy for the first time. And, um, he starts talking about, you know, like... His interest in aviation and then he shows her this uh this it's just a bike with a propeller but he says that it is going to be a human powered aircraft a yeah, single human powered aircraft he could fly by pedaling it's it, it, that needs a it needs a lot of startup oh we yeah. love the determination of uh, yeah. everything behind it so Tombo is just like, hey, do you want to go like ride down to the like see the, what what's it called? Blimp. Uh, uh, uh Dirgilis? Dir- dirgable. Yeah, the dir- dirigible. Dirigible. dirigible, which is just dirigible. A That's it. I missed the vowel yeah. somewhere. And he's like, yeah, no, it's down by the beach. Come on, let's go. And Kiki's like, sure, why not? And she hops on the bike, uh, on with him, and they go flying down the roads, just blasting along. Until they accidentally almost get hit by a car. Or uh, with, two. <laughs> or two. Or three, actually. And they go flying. It just, they go over the guardrail. They yep. go over the guardrail. Uh, Kiki sort of... Ki- Kiki prevents them from dying. Yeah, no, she slows down their, like, uh, their fall, their descent to to the ground, which is, like, 30 feet in the air. Um, and they, uh, they go down this hill, um, and... They they're alive. They are very much survived, and they, not, not, neither of them have a broken bone. And but the bike is busted. It is. It did not survive uh, the fall. Uh, while he was pedaling in midair, the propeller just flew off. <laughs> um, which he says is because he pedaled too hard. Seems like a pretty big design flaw. <laughs> so yeah. They, they crash, uh, they both laugh it off, talk about how scared they were, then they went and go chase down the propeller, because propeller, because uh, Tombo needs it, you know, if he ever wants to take that bike off the ground. They start bonding a little bit, they're sitting at the, like, at the water, and she's just like, oh, like, she, uh, I can't even remember what they were talking about, but it was like, it was just pleasant conversation, they got to, you know, she looks happy for, like, the first time in, like, a day or two, um, but then... Uh, Tombo's friends come, and there's these these two uh, girls, and the uh, actually actually there's three girls. There's two girls in the back. The ones that she noted earlier in the movie have very fancy clothes, and then there's one girl in the front, um, and she is the um, the, the uh, granddaughter yeah. of the old woman who baked the herring pie, who is pretty ungrateful. And Kiki is now reminded of her insecurities. Uh, she throughout the movie, Kiki has shown that she is very insecure of the way she looks. She's very insecure about how much money she has. She's very insecure about, like, her place in this this big city. And when she sees these girls, she is instantly reminded of everything she is insecure about. And she shuts down. Yeah. She just... It's just too much for her to handle. She had a really shitty day at work. 
She's not getting a lot of business. She's seeing these girls that remind her about everything she hates about herself. And Tombo's friends with them. And she, it's just too much to handle. She just walks away. She's like, I just can't. I have to go. And then Gigi, she goes, she, after a long walk home, she goes to Gigi and she's like, Gigi, I'm upset. And Gigi just meows and runs away. Because Gigi's now hanging out with his new hookup, which is the white cat. They finally got together. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, after her, her feeling low and everything and, and Gigi meowing at her, is her first kind of indication that her powers are declining, that she may be losing her powers for whatever reason, which kind of also furthers her feeling of despair like she's a failure at being a witch because she can't you know she can't muster it up um when 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 she left tombo on the beach also i want to throw in because it's kind of a a plot point tombo and his friends said in the car as they were going away hey tombo they said we can ride on the blimp yeah. So they're all going to go take a ride on the dirigible at some point. This, this, <laughs> yeah. So they, they run on the dirigible a lot. They, at least twice. At least twice. I, I hate calling it a dirigible. I want to call it a Zeppelin. I'm just going to just call it a blimp. I'm just going to go with yeah, it's it. It's a blimp. It's a, it's a, it's a fat balloon. So um, Kiki's kind of mucking around a few days, you know, upset and down on a look and whatever. And Ursula happens to come into the town. Uh, for supplies and whatever reason and her and kiki meet up and she asks her come back to the wood cabin with me let's hang out let's talk have a day off yeah um we see a painting of ursula that a painting ursula made um of a girl riding a pegasus surrounded by crows and all these things and great detail and she tells kiki well that's you i just need to paint the face which is cool so as they're they're doing that and talking about what's really getting Kiki down. I wrote down that um, Ursula said, take long walks, doze off at noon, and take in the scenery. Which I kind of thought, like, this being a kid's movie is a good way to kind of help kids, you know, be self-aware when they feel like that, to kind of take a step back and, and like, take a like deep anxious breath. Doo-doo. Yeah. yeah. And it's cool to have, like, this older person in her life, you know, try and help her through this this really low moment. Yeah, no, she connects, like, she's like, oh, well, like, you, you fly with your spirit. You do magic with your spirit. Um, I, I do, you know, art with my spirit. And your, and your baker friend, she makes bread with her spirit. Like, you are just, you're just burnt out. Yeah. Um, burnout culture is a real thing. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, no, um, she really helps Kiki out. She gives her a different perspective. She's, and she's, like, literally said, she's like, just walk away from it. Maybe just working at it too hard, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then Kiki's just like, "What? I'm just gonna walk away with it, and my, all my problems are gonna go away." And she's like, "Yeah, why not?" Yeah, you're like it's, they're not they're not going anywhere Crazy right now. Things have happened. <laughs> so Kiki is busy trying to figure out things to do with her time when her friend Ursula shows up and is like, "Hey, do you want to go to my cabin in the woods?" <laughs> hey, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> at which point. She's like, you know what? You're right. I have nothing better to do. My cat isn't talking to me anymore. Uh, I... <laughs> and they go to the cabin, and that's where we come face to face with the painting, which uh, we learn from Ursula. She's like, yeah, no, I mean, it's not exactly what I wanted, but it's like still good. And you're saying it's good, so that means it's worth something. Yeah. And like Ursula, like I, I feel like one real message that really got to me through the movie was uh, that one. The speech Ursula gives her is like listen you've been doing this for so long uh and you really don't know why you're doing it anymore you lost it you need to find it inside yourself why you want to be doing your magic and that's like a big key component i think of the of it because like a lot of what kiki's doing is like it's like in pursuit of i want to become independent and now that she's kind of independent and she's found it that's like that's where her magic was but she she, like lost her purpose when she's uh tombo hanging out with the bad girls. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I don't even know why I try. She's like, I don't even know who he is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, she, she had a good night over at Ursula's. She goes back to town with a new lease on life, honestly. Felt yeah. great. Uh, she gets back to good pan bakery. Good, good cooking pan bakery. Sorry. And Usama tells her, you know, you had a call. One of your clients wanted a, another delivery, so she goes back to the to the two old women to the old two old women <laughs> who made the herring pie, um, and they're telling her, "Oh, we need this delivered to this nice young girl 
uh, here, open up this cake box. Uh, and inside is a, is a cake they made for Kiki of, you know, little pretty decals of her and uh, Gigi on a broomstick. And it was really sweet. Kiki was, like, tearing up. And the old woman was like, tell me when your birthday is. I'll make you another cake. And... And that kind of started a, a cute friendship between the old women and Kiki because she she just appreciated it so much. It also kind of confirms to Kiki that she is the right place. Yeah. Uh, it, it, she's just like, I do have some faith in like my abilities. I also have faith in like th- that this is where I'm where I belong with with all you fine folk. Um, all you fine folk. <laughs> and then um, the news is on and. Oh, yeah, and, and, and statistic oh, yeah, Bossa <laughs> smiling at the terror on the news. <laughs> yeah, so the dirigible Bossa's or the like... blip is flying off into, like, the stratosphere. And there's a bunch of old, there's a bunch of people trying to break it down. And Jasmine, what's Bossa doing? I think her name's Barsa. Barsa? Yeah, uh, it's Barsa. I uh, think you're right. Yeah. Anyway, Barsa is, at the beginning, way too ecstatic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> She is like excited that something is happening on the news and that it is a tragedy. <laughs> well, I think it was they were doing another blimp ride and there were so many people like turned out to see it. Which I, I noted in the beginning, the first uh, few minutes of the movie, they were talking yes. about airships going down everywhere. Yeah. And then again, when they're listening to the radio later on talking about airships, and they talk about in how the it got air, fixed. Yeah. I didn't really, I mean, I noticed it, but I didn't really get what the whole it, significance of the airship was. And I think it was just to lead up to that final scene. And that was really it. But, um. Hi. So, I also want to point out that, um, the old woman, the older of the two women that I don't think they ever named, uh, talks about the high winds that come every midsummer. Yes. And the high winds are vicious. Yeah. Yeah, no. They, it's it, Kiki got a little taste of it with those geese. Yeah. But these winds literally threw this blimp. Um, so it starts taking off and everyone it's starts... It's not completely filled or something. Or, yeah. It's, it's not balanced. Um, one side of its weight is way lighter than the other and they weren't prepared for takeoff and uh, everybody who is like out to see it is trying to hold it down um with to no avail but tombo is like in the middle of the of the group and he is so high up that he can't let go and suddenly the the blimp takes off with him and a cop car and that's that's when Kiki, uh, one Barsa's face drops, and two, yeah, she's no longer nervous. having fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and two, Kiki's just like, "That's my friend. That's my friend. Um, I have to go." <laughs> yeah. So Kiki steals, goes to an old, goes to the. Uh, is it the clock tower person? Is that the person? She's oh, actually, no, he was he's, just a random guy. Yeah, he's random a random guy. janitor. Random janitor steals his brub. And she gets her flying back. She now has a reason to fly, and it's to save her friend. I love um, that interaction with that janitor because he, she's just like, can I borrow your broom, please? And he's just like, no. And then she's like, thank you. <laughs> I would not give you my broom. I know. Who are you? Uh, but he gets, he, he, he accepts it He later turns on. around real quick. So after that, we get bloomer. Uh, wh- how many bloomer shots do we have, Rose? We had uh, 40 bloomer shots and 15 just in the first 30 minutes. 15 of the first 30 minutes, and I'm pretty sure the the other 25 were in this single Yeah, scene. pretty much. We kind of plateaued at 30 minutes, you know, got like six or seven, and then just in the last, again, 30 minutes, you got like bloomer shot after bloomer, bloomer shot, shot after bloomer shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice that you guys gained a hobby through this. <laughs> I mean, Jasmine, how did you not notice this? We started this just in the beginning, like watching I the know. trailer, and we were like, look, why is she wearing bloomers? Like, <laughs> why are they showing us the bloomers? Anyway, but, so she, yeah. she, she, after going through uh, that, she gets there, and after missing Tomba, like, repeatedly, oh, to- she saves him at the last minute before he plummets to his death. The day is saved. Crowd Everybody's goes wild. Saved. Crowd goes wild. Oh, yeah, there, there's a um, a man narrating the entire thing for the radio. Yeah. Uh, he is, he he's getting me hyped up. Yeah. <laughs> he was good. When, when, like, Kiki saves Tombo, and he's just like, she's done it! She saved the boy! 
And then you're just like, ah! like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, yeah, I'm Jazz too. <laughs> um, I don't know if we mentioned what she's saving him from, the blimp crashing into the clock tower. Oh, yeah. Um, They never mention what happened to the people now trapped in t- in the cockpit of the blimp. They I think you assume that they maybe never, they are saved. Yeah, but they're like stuck between like they're up in the air in this in this pit, you know, in the in the cockpit between two huge buildings and everyone um yeah, everyone's just like she saved the boy, she saved the boy. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, she uh she does a, it's just a, it's such a nice wholesome film um everybody is watching from like their tv sets uh like everybody who she's delivered to the bakers are, are watching it uh the old old women are watching it and um as uh after right after kiki uh saves tombo the baker's wife is just like i'm having the baby <laughs> and then the like the the actually they're both bakers but um and the, yeah. like so they she's they, they have the baby and then we get to the credit scene and everybody is just like, we get to see sort of what's happening with everybody. Tombo builds his flying machine. New and improved flying bike. New and improved. Bike. Looks like it works great. Kiki uh, is all around magic. Town. She is now all around town. She is an establishment of the city. And her parents finally come to visit her. Oh, no. Wait, no? No, she sends them a letter. Oh, she sent them a letter. I just, I remember the scene of the dad running yeah. to the camera. And I'm like, that's her, right, Kiki. That's her, right, Kiki. Yeah. No, honestly, though, like, I kind of wish that there was, like, um, like, a second Kiki's delivery service. That was something my childhood was definitely missing, because I would love to see, uh, you know, what my, my childhood thoughts already kind of conquered, conjured up, which is that Kiki and, um, Tombo, an item, loving and living life. I think you convinced mom that there was a second movie, because she was arguing with me the other day i was talking to mom i never i never i don't think i ever brought that up to my don't put that on my don't i have no idea but she was convinced that there was a second movie and i was just like i would know there's another ghibli movie that's very similar in concept i think um they're all similar in concept they all have planes and young women no no there's Um, another one with a broomstick person but yeah i i would like to see I, i would like to have seen um you know, Kiki later in life, like more comfortable in her skin, uh, like established her resident witch somewhere, and yeah, that you would know, be... that would have been cool. I think. No, that would be a great. Like, I would love to see something like that too. Yeah. That, that would be a lot of fun. And you said this came out in what year? Eighty nine. Uh, yeah, nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine. Okay, so with that, do uh, I think it was a great movie. I really liked a lot of the messages, Jasmine. What? Um, this movie meant a lot to me as a child. Uh, it means a lot to me now, uh, for mostly nostalgia. Um, I will say that this movie has some of the goodest boys. They got Gigi. They got the <laughs> baker who was built like a brick house. Built like a brick house. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God. And then they got Tomo. All, all three of them, the goodest boys. <laughs> I love Jeff. them. And Jeff. Jeff is a good boy too. Um, he, uh, God. it's just, a, it's a nice movie. It makes you feel good. It's a feel good movie. Yeah. Um, it made, yeah, no, I really liked it. Definitely, I, I liked a lot of it. I liked the ocean and Kiki looking off into the ocean and just like the discreet, again, warm spaces hmm. that like you can really feel and look at. And like that message of like, oh, yeah, you can get burnt out, but like that's all right. That's just something that happens with things that you love. And sometimes you just need to, some time to bounce back with that. But uh, Rosie, uh, do you have any final thoughts? Um, very wholesome movie. Very, very good. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy that I, I was invited here tonight to, to watch this movie. Uh, like Jazzy said, holds a lot of significance, like, to my childhood. I feel like everyone's kind of shaped and influenced by the things they were surrounded by most. And for us, it was kind of like the same movies on repeat. Uh, I so think, <laughs> I think it was uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, um, the Sailor Moon movie, and Five Will Goes West. Five <laughs> Will Goes West. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I really like getting to watch that again and uh, kind of just like thinking about, you know, or trying to think about how I thought and what I thought then compared to how I think and what I think now um, in experiencing it. So that that was cool. It's such a relatable movie yeah for for an adult mostly i think that like uh, adults could watch this and just see themselves 
as Kiki. Even though she's 13, canonically, she's facing a lot of adult issues. Like, when when you're first starting out your own life, I, I think it's... Yeah, it's you move out of the house for the first time, and... You just feel kind of... You're faced with, like, where am I going to live? What am I going to do to support myself? And this girl, God bless her, in, like, when less she goes than 24 the- hours, she found somewhere to live and a job when she goes to the <laughs> store and she looks at the pants she's like oh my god that's expensive i, I we didn't <laughs> talk about that this 13 year old took herself to the store hours after it, like, getting an apartment yeah budgeting food shopping when she says Gigi, it looks like we can only afford to eat pancakes that was the most relatable thing i've ever yeah heard. i've been there we've all been there <laughs> she's like oh it looks like we can actually only eat pancakes now <laughs> <laughs> So that, I mean, it, it was, it was very, it was cool. Kiki, cool cat in my book. Oh, I love it. Gigi, scaredy cat, but cool Gigi's cat in my scaredy, book. Gigi stops talking. He never talks again. After. No, but they did show he had a little family oh, yeah, with Lily, family. the white cat. His girlfriend, her name was Lily. <laughs> that is um, actually um, something that is like highly debated, like whether Gigi, uh, like Kiki can understand him or not uh, in the end of the film. And like, how Hayao made it a point to make sure that Kiki doesn't say anything. So that it's, like, kind of... One, it's up to the viewer to, like, kind of decide. But also, it's not like everything goes back to normal. Yeah. But they also only showed her talking to Gigi. And Gigi talking to her where we can understand him. When it was just the two of them. Yeah. So in the end, when she said something to, to Gigi and Gigi meowed back at her while they were, like, with people and a crowd of people, like, I see what you're saying. Like, this kind of open to interpretation. That people she debate that fact a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, and I believe it. Because when, like, Osama, one ep- like one clip uh, comes in and... Osama. Did you call her Osama? <laughs> Cut it. We're done. <laughs> all right. You sure? Okay. Well, thank you all for joining. It was a great... Uh, thank you for listening. This is a very Until relaxed next. episode. Very I relaxed. Um, I love you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Smile along your face. And then the earth and the sky, they all fit together. So I'm gonna fly